BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off. I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to make you walk home. Ben, the mayor's always right. <laughs> mayor's always right, ladies and gentlemen. Just remember that, Chicago. The mayor's always right, even if what she says today completely contradicts what she said yesterday. Okay? Wait, but you go, Ben, how could it, she be right each time? Shut up. She'll take your car and make you walk. She's always right. Yeah, can you guess what's been on Ben's mind all weekend? Oh, God. Lori Gate, Mayor Gate, <laughs> Mayor Lightfoot Gate. All right, everybody, your Ben Jarofsky show is just moments away for Tuesday, December 22nd. Ooh, holiday season, we're here. But before we get into this, we need to thank the Chicago Reader, chicagoreader.com for all things the city of Chicago. Check out the Chicago Reader if you've yet to. Check us out on YouTube, the Chicago Reader YouTube channel. So much Chicago stuff, political uh, all things the city of Chicago, chicagoreader.com, subscribe. A great way to support this program is by subscribing to the Ben Jarofsky Show. And, you know, maybe a little letter after you subscribe. You know, hey, that Ben Jarofsky Show's great. Keep me around. I don't know. If you want to. If not, it's cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and also, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. No collusion. <laughs> Uh, Donnie Trump. <laughs> uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh. We, uh, Frank is on the live stream chat at the moment. He usually gives us our song of the day, but we have no song of the day. Frank, what's going on, man? Okay, okay, we have a song of the day. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Frank that <was> is fast. He's <laughs> not playing, man. <laughs> You're freaking me out, Frank. All right, there is a delay on here. But anyway, uh, your song of the day is from the monkeys. I'm a believer. Oh, even you know that song. Right? Even you know that song. Shrek? Yes, you do. Smash Mouth? Didn't they? They did a cover of it? (laughs) Yeah. For 10 trivia points, who wrote the song? The Monkees. No. no. (laughs) Monkees, man. I don't know if the Monkees wrote any of their hits. Oh. The song was written by your favorite, Neil Diamond. Oh. And yes. Totally sounds like a Neil Diamond song. Yes, it does. It sounds a lot like uh, thank the low for the night time to forget the day. Anyway, I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah, not a trace. <laughs> Out of my mind. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> Will we have a song of the day in 2021? <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Ben Jarofsky show starts now. It is Tuesday, December 22nd, and live from my apartment and his attic, this is the Ben Jarofsky Show. Today on the program, Legal Eagle, Ace Attorney, Jim Coogan. And now your host, not a legal legal or ace attorney. <laughs> Chicago Reader columnist Ben Jarofsky. Hello, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Trump Check Tuesday. And here's why. Good weekend. You have a good weekend, D? Wait. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was a good weekend. It was great. Wow. Was, what were we waiting for? You had to think about it? I just thought about it, you know, kind of going on. I didn't want to uh, BS you here, bud. So I yeah, it was, it was good. Ladies and gentlemen, you can't see it because we don't have cameras. But Dennis is looking awfully sporty. <laughs> he, he trimmed his beard. I, when he first came on, I go, wait a minute. Is that Russell Crowe? Is that Russell Crowe? I don't know why I thought of, I do know why I thought of Russell Crowe. I'll get to that later. Anyway, well, Russell Crowe's put on a lot of weight lately, so you got to really, uh, you know, let me know what Russell Crowe you're talking Russell about. Crow. Okay, thank young you. Young Russell Crowe. Thank young, you. Young, good-looking, strapping Russell Crowe. That Russell Crowe. 
Anyway, so I'll, you, by the way, don't look anything like Russell Crowe. I'm just saying that. Um, he popped into my mind for different reasons. All right, so I saw three great flicks this weekend. Uh, they're what I call Run, Don't Walk. So they're Run, Don't Walkers, Sound of Metal. Check it out. Uncle Frank, check it out. The best of all, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Man, August Wilson's play, uh, Netflix turned into a movie. Great flick, two thumbs way up. Chadwick Boseman and uh, Viola Davis going at it. And that was, of course, the last movie about Chadwick made before he died of cancer. Haven't seen such dynamic duos on the screen since Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe, an American gangster. And that's why I thought of Russell Crowe, D. Or until Ben Jarofsky's show, The Movie, comes out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you. I know. Wow, talk about dynamic duos. Dr. D and me. Playing Dennis, uh, Russell Crowe. Crow. <laughs> a young Russell Crowe. Not an old, fat Russell Crowe, but a young, slender Russell Crowe. Looking thank good. Thank you, thank you. Let's get that straight, everybody. Thank you. Although, uh, DiCaprio, you know, you could be uh, Leo playing Dr. D. Leo. <laughs> Leo, you, are you cool just letting things go for like uh, three or four months, just shaving your head? And, and no question, I'm going to be played by Al Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> I have Ben, a fucking Ben. Huh? Oh my God, Ben! That's more like uh, De Niro, by the way. I went into De Niro right there. Yeah, yeah, De Niro would totally play you. Uh, yeah, De Niro. Anyway, where was I? I woke up to realize that there was great news in the world, sorta. Congress passed a stimulus bill. All right, Nancy Pelosi. Woo! <laughs> Though it does nothing really to give folks who desperately need aid the aid they need to get through joblessness because of the pandemic. And it does absolutely nothing to help cities and states that are busted because no revenue coming in. By the way, there was an uh, editorial on my blog. Love the bright one, home delivered, as always. And uh, I actually agreed with nine-tenths nine of what the Sun-Times wrote in the editorial. But then they wrote this. The bipartisan relief package fails to include any direct assistance to state and local government. Nobody wants Congress to bail out states for fiscal problems of their own making. We're thinking of Illinois, but the pandemic has devastated state finances across the nation. I like I think that sometimes has a correction. They have to write a correction D when they go. Nobody wants Congress to bail out states for fiscal problems. A uh, negatory. I would love for them to bail out Illinois. It's not my fault that governors and legislators made promises that they didn't fulfill. I dutifully pay my taxes year after year. I want the feds to bail us out. Where is the bright one when we need them to get urged the feds to bail us out? You know, it's that Dudley Do-Right stuff, D, you know? Nobody wants a bailout. Nobody wants assistance for the errors that they're paying for that they didn't commit. Nobody wants that. Um, I think the number of people who would love a bailout so they don't have to pay more taxes would stretch all the way from Waukegan to Carbondale. How about that, D? A little geography there. Waukegan at the top of the state. Hey, Carbondale at the bottom. So, hey. Beloved <laughs> Bright One, I got to just, I think you owe a correction tomorrow, the clarification. When we wrote Nobody Wants, we didn't check in with uh, Benny J. What else? Uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> as I was saying, the stimulus bill does absolutely nothing to help cities and states that are busted because there's no revenue coming in because of the pandemic. Thanks a lot for nothing. Uh, and it's really a little more than a one-time distribution of $600 in the form of a check. Oh, here comes the brown line. Choo, 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 choo. Yep. Mayor Pete driving that train ever since he got the gig, D. He loves driving the brown line. It's a little more than a one-time distribution of $600 in the form of a check signed by Donald Trump, who had, by the way, nothing to do with the hard work and negotiations uh, to get Congress to pack the stimulus. I just want to say, uh, Donald Trump has been AWOL since the election. He just sits in his office crying like the little baby he is because he lost. No collusion. I have never seen such a poor loser in all my life, ladies and gentlemen. And I've dealt with New York Knicks fans. Remember the Bulls beat the Knicks? Oh, God. The refereeing was terrible. Oh, oh and there went our New York audience. <laughs> By the way, Dave Zirin will be on the show uh, next week. A sports writer from New York. Grew up a New York Knicks fan. Fascinating conversation. Uh, can't wait for you folks to hear it. Uh, politics and sports uh, mix and merge. Anyway. What a sore loser uh, Donald Trump is. But he uh, he hasn't been completely worthless. Uh, he has spent a lot of his time soaking uh, suckers and saps of the MAGA persuasion for donations to his favorite charity, 
himself. Dude's raised tens of millions of dollars since the election, and he's pretty much free to spend it however he wants. Oh, yes, I know there are laws that are supposed to keep Trump from spending it on himself, but come on, folks, let's be real. When has Donald Trump ever abided by any such laws? It's more like he figures, I'll spend it the way I want and how I want, and if you don't like it, see you in court. That's how Donald Trump uh, has done business for all these years, and it's worked well for him. Why would he change now that he's in his 70s? By the way, there's a great story in the New York Times this weekend, which I shared with many of my friends. I was sending it out all throughout the weekend about all the campaign cash that Trump's raised, how it's going into this limited liability corporation. It's just sort of disappearing. Nobody's going to know how it was spent what a crook this guy is. Anyway, back to the $600 checks. They're mailing them out just in time for the election in Georgia. So some MAGA dude in Georgia will say, wow, Donnie Trump gave me $600. I'll vote for Kelly Leffler in Purdue over to socialists. Folks, I've seen voters vote for dumber reasons. I'm talking about you, 44th Ward residents, 44th Ward on the north side of Chicago who have year after year voted for Tom Tunney for their alderman, you say to him, but 44th Waters, Tunney voted to approve the mayor's wretched parking meter deal. And they'll say, I know, but I love his cinnamon rolls. So Chicagoans, one more time, don't think you're smarter than MAGA voters. That Georgia election has been fired up. Got an email from the Republicans urging me to vote against Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff in order to take a stand on behalf of, drum roll please, Christmas. Yes, yes, Christmas is under assault. As far as the Republicans concerned, it's always under assault. Nothing has ever really changed in terms of Christmas. My whole life, Christmas is Christmas. Every year there's Christmas. TV fills with commercials about Christmas. Newspapers filled with commercials about Christmas. And yet somehow or other, every year the Republicans are trying to scare people into voting Republicans, voting against Democrats, Democrats on the grounds that Christmas is under assault. And they're doing it again with Ossoff and Warnock, like they're the Grinches that want to steal Christmas. I know, I know, I know. I am not supposed to shame voters. I've made this promise to various lefties who come on this show and tell me, Ben, you should stop shaming voters. But if that Save Christmas appeal swings vote in Georgia, one vote in Georgia, then we will have a new group of voters even more clueless than folks in the 44th Ward who really love their cinnamon rolls. We got a great show today, everybody. Yes, yes, indeed. Those are good cinnamon rolls. Just saying. They're great cinnamon rolls. For what it's worth, they're really good. No, I understand. I I get it, 44th Waters. Uh, You know, he uh, voted for the parking meter deal. I know, but I love the cinnamon rolls. You know, he voted for the Lincoln Yards tiff. Yeah, I know, I love, but he loves, those cinnamon rolls are so scrumptious, delicious. You have to be a good neighbor. You have to be a good neighbor. Otherwise, I'm going to be up your butt every day. Okay. Let me tell you something, Chicago. I do not want to hear one disparaging remark about MAGA voters. All right. uh, Yesterday, we had Sarah Bingaman on the show, uh, indivisible activist out in MAGA country trying to win over voters for Democrats. And she was explaining how many voters out there think that Democrats uh, just are condescending and patronizing. And that's part of the reason they love Donnie so much. And they got a point. You know, (laughs) Democratic voters in the cities think they're so much smarter than MAGA voters. And then when I look at how they vote, I'm like, dude, you got nothing to make fun of MAGA for. Just saying, 44th Waters, who've elected Tom Tunney year after year. Just saying, city of Chicago, who elected Lori Lightfoot after electing Rahm Emanuel. Oh, wait a minute. Did I vote for Lori Lightfoot? Uh, Let's edit that one out, D, okay? Just, you know, edit that one out. I'll take care of that. I'll take care of that. Uh, I'm as dumb as a MAGA voter. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jim Coogan will be here at uh, 2 o'clock. Cannot wait for this. Uh, we are two geeks when it comes to uh, Bill Barr, William Barr, Attorney General of the United States. And uh, we'll be breaking down the greatest sins of Bill Barr. <laughs> D, this is geek time. Geekdom. I admit it. Oh I admit it. Oh I stand accused. Uh, Jim did a great cheat sheet, ladies and gentlemen. He has like, I think there's like 10 things on the list. Horrific thing that a geek cheat done. sheet, a cheat sheet for yeah. geeks. Yeah. A, a geeky cheat, cheat sheet. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's good. Working that, huh? Get, you know, can we get like a little sound thing going on that one? You know, get Velma working on that. 
Uh, so he'll be talking about that. And, uh, you know, I'm, is uh, is Bill Barr worse than John Mitchell as attorney general in the Nixon years? I don't know. That's a tough one. By the way, Bill Barr, you know, he, he comes out against Trump on the election, comes out against Trump on appointing a special appointing a special counsel to investigate Hunter Biden. So what? I don't know what game he's playing now. Dubar, you were Trump's stooge for all these years. And now all of a sudden, you're a man of integrity? Who are you fooling? Oh, wait. Wait, 44th Ward voters. I like Bill Barr. You know, I can just see all those 44th Ward voters gathering at Ann Sather's. Bill Barr beats Tom Tunney for cinnamon rolls and coffee. All right, I think he probably fooled a few people in the 44th Ward who were also probably fooled by Lori Lightfoot as well. Anyway. We'll get into all that political talk. But before we do that, the young man from Alton, the man they call a doctor with the news. Thanks. How's it going, everybody? I'm Dennis. <laughs> all right. Real quick, before we go any further, what? What's so funny? <laughs> what? Sorry, it just gets me every time when you do that. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis. <laughs> just, I think that's funny for some reason. I don't know why. All right, real quick before we go any further, our holiday lineup. No show on Thursday, Christmas Eve, and no show on Friday, Christmas Day. But Merry Christmas, there will be brand new interviews for you to download while we're away. Like little stocking stuffers for your earballs. <laughs> uh, I wrote the list, remember? Remember my list? Yeah, yeah, and I and I offended you deeply by oh my calling God. your list chicken scratch. Folks, I've been seeing a therapist ever since. He called it chicken scratch, ladies and gentlemen. The therapist. Breathe, Ben. Breathe. You get over it. Chicken scratch. And I'm sorry once again. I had no clue. Sorry I called your list chicken scratch. I had the whole list, ladies and gentlemen. I took a picture of it. I sent it to Dennis. Dennis, look. Look, I'm ahead of the game. What, what is this chicken scratch? Hey, I'll have you know that Eminem, the great Eminem, okay, when he writes his lyrics, it's chicken scratch too. And he writes it in a notebook. Yeah, and he's a millionaire. What about what's. Uh, yeah, I'm stuck in the attic looking at a porty potty. Uh, oh, and no, uh, my name is Clarence. Uh, let's just Sorry, stop right there ahead. with the rapping. Okay. Um, <laughs> We uh, got some live stream chat going here. Uh, the Ben Jarofsky show movie. Uh, I guess we talked about that earlier. And yes. uh, Ben, who would play the guy who fired you? Oh, Pinhead? Yeah, that's uh, what Michael Girardi was wondering. One uh, <laughs> of the three stooges, uh, you know, because he was a stooge. Actually, I like all the three stooges. So, that's, I don't know, Shep. Shep was like the stooge that was like, huh, you know. Yeah, but one of the three stooges. I'm just a stooge for the man. Now those guys died like a long time ago. How about like a current actor? Any ideas of a current actor? Or do you just want to move on? They remade the Three Stooges. (laughs) You forget they remade the Three. Who was the? Oh yeah, Will Sasso. uh, I believe that feller from. um, I can't remember who the the three were there. I know Will Sasso was Curly. Who is like the, the the actor who's like really dumb? In a movie, that would be the guy. (laughs) So I I like going with the Three Stooges. All right, let's do the local news here. Uh, We begin in Chicago, and we begin with Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Madam Mayor. (laughs) No public events scheduled for Mayor Lightfoot, but don't worry. We have plenty to catch up on. More fallout from the unfortunate botched arrest or attempted arrest or raid, whatever the hell it was, of Miss Anjanette Young. Quick recap here, uh, just so we're all on board. On Tuesday, CBS2 Chicago released Chicago police body cam footage from 2019 of police officers going into the wrong apartment and arresting an innocent and naked Anjanette Young for over half an hour. Mayor Lightfoot said she learned about the botched police raid when we did last Tuesday, but we later learned that her lawyers tried to stop CBS from airing the video. So your lawyers knew about it and you didn't? So, yeah, that was a huge lie. Lightfoot knew about the whole thing back when it happened in February of 2019. And two days later, she came out and admitted it. It was awkward. So here we are one week later. 
<laughs> and the mayor has a bit of a mess to clean up. <laughs> and over the weekend, she began with step one of the cleanup plan. Step one, frig off, Lesnar. <laughs> the following comes from the Chicago Sun-Times and Claire Proctor. Chicago's top lawyer, Mark Flesner, has resigned over the Anjanette Young raid. Flesner sent law department employees a brief email announcing his resignation. And when Claire says brief, I tell you she means brief. We have the letter here. And, you know, while resignation letters aren't known for having tons of positivity, this resignation letter from Flesner has to be the most unenthusiastic I've ever seen. Uh, by the way, it screams the mayor made me do this. Let's read this email real quick here. Uh, one second. All right. He writes, I have resigned as corporation counsel. I will work on a transition plan over the next few days. Best. Mark A. Flesner. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, in, a <laughs> in a statement issued Sunday afternoon, Lightfoot said she accepted Flesner's resignation effective immediately and said she was committed to a, quote, full review of everything that occurred surrounding this incident, will take corrective action where appropriate, and will hold people accountable. Uh, it says here, uh, addressing the media a day after she received the resignation, Lightfoot announced that Celia Meza, the mayor's counsel and senior ethics advisor, would lead the law department on an interim basis. I hope she's good at lying. <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Lightfoot's office also confirmed Deputy Corporation Counsel Karen Jacobs uh, and Director of Public Affairs Kathleen Fueger no longer work for the city. So that was step one here. Ben, what do you think of step one in the mayor's plan? Well, step one of the mayor's plan is blame somebody else for something that you probably did. And I'm just going to go back, D. I just cannot let this moment pass. Every time we have this story, I'm going back to Mayor Lightfoot's statement. Okay, as in Mayor Lightfoot said it, it's in quotes. Today, I became aware, this is from last Tuesday, I will be reading this for the next six months, D, I have a feeling. Today, I became aware of an incident involving Miss Anjanette Young from February 2019 before I became mayor, and I saw the video today for the first time. I had no knowledge of either until today. I had a very emotional reaction to what was depicted on the video, as I imagine that many people did, dot, 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 since this matter is subject of litigation and an open COPA investigation, I will have no further comment. Well, she's done a lot of commenting, like to point out, for someone who's having no further comment. Uh, still a case that's very much uh, under investigation. It's still a subject of litigation, but she's got a lot to say about it all of a sudden. As in, uh, don't blame me, blame Flesner. I just want to say this about Mark Flesner. I don't know the guy, never met the guy. He's a corporate lawyer. Lori Leifel was a corporate lawyer. She thought the best thing for the city of Chicago, the best legal brain, you can have all kinds of legal brain, a lot of smart lawyers in the city. Jim Coogan's a really smart lawyer. The guy who wrote my family will is a really smart lawyer. El Dragon, who comes on the show all the time to talk election politics, he's a real smart, smart lawyer. A lot of smart lawyers in the city. I don't know. Taking a lawyer who works for a corporate firm that largely defends, you know, corporations, screw the little guy. Is that the kind of brain you want to work in in the legal department? Oh, wait. The lawyer herself, I mean, the mayor herself was such a lawyer. Ah, so forget I said anything, D. So, yeah, I, um, the law, uh, mayor, Lori Lightfoot, got herself in a big jam. It was hugely embarrassing. It was a disgrace, I would say. And so she is playing uh, catch up ever since. Mark Flesner, as who Lori Lightfoot decided was the most qualified attorney in all of Chicago to be the corporation counsel. And she stuck with them. She hired him, D, even though he lived in Northbrook. We have residency requirements. Right now, as I like to point out, they're investigators who work for the Board of Education. If they have a sense that a teacher who uh, works in the public schools of Chicago, not a charter school, but who works in a real school in Chicago, a real CPS school, not a privately managed school, is not a resident, they investigate that person. Somehow or other, they didn't know that Flesner wasn't a resident. 
see no evil, hear no evil. Then when they were embarrassed with that revelation, they quickly, what did they, he had a, uh, a condo in the South Loop or something that, that saved him. Then he had a pass, the little pass that enabled him to drive and the special only city workers and really clouded people get to drive lane that leads from the South Loop to downtown. I didn't even know the lane existed. That's of how course I, you I, didn't I, know the lane existed. <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, you don't have to stay in traffic? No, there's a special lane that only people with clout get to drive down. They can, it's like a 15-minute drive, but for them, it's a two-minute drive or something like that. <laughs> no traffic lights, no s- stuck behind, a whole bunch of cars. zippity doo dah He had the pass to get him in the lane. His punishment was he had to give up his pass. Oh, here's the pass, Mayor. That they kept him in as lawyer. Apparently, he's such a great lawyer. So now all of a sudden he's being um, <clears throat> fired. D. Can we just give a shout out to Gregory Pratt? He is hey, the ace reporter for the Chicago Tribune. This dude has been all over this story. Uh, and he sent out a what a tweet on Sunday. And how do I know about, about that, D? You're going, Ben, how did you know? Yeah, that Gregory Pratt sent out a tweet. Ben, you're now following Twitter? Oh, my God. Are you turning into Maya? No. The answer is that Pat Whalen, friend of the show, sent me the tweet. So thank you, Pat. Pat's going to get a lot of love in today's show, by the way, D. This is just a little foreshadowing there. And here's uh, uh, what Pat Whalen sent to me, a tweet from Gregory Pratt. Quote, Chicago's top lawyer Mark Flesner has resigned his position amid controversy over the Anjanette Young raid. He said, quote, I'm resigning because of the firestorm around the whole tape thing. Flesner told me, I'm being accused of trying to hide it, which is not true. So Flesner actually talked to Gregory Pratt. I urge everybody to check out Pratt's story. Basically, they're throwing him under the bus, as they say. They're blaming him for something uh, that is clearly part of the policy of Lori Lightfoot. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Lori Lightfoot comes from corporate Chicago. She's a a corporate defense lawyer. She is uh, of the mindset that when you are representing your client, it's not like... There's a good and evil. It's not like there's a right and there's a wrong. It's winning and losing, and you want to win. And in this case, you want to win by getting a judge to throw Anjanette Young's case uh, out of court, her lawsuit out of court, rule against her, keep the public from seeing the tape so you can move ahead and limit your liability. And I will bet you a dollar to a donut, young Dennis. I love donuts. Yeah, you sure do that uh, Flesner was following the general rules laid down by Lori Lightfoot. And now suddenly the rules changed, apparently, because of the embarrassment, the embarrassing revelation on that tape. Dave Savini and Channel 2, they deserve a lot of credit. Bulldogs went to court to force the city to release that tape. So Flesner's paying the price. She's outraged. Lori Lightfoot's outraged. The man that she hired to be the corporation counsel. The man that she stood by when it turned out he didn't even live in Chicago. The man that she stood by when it turned out had this like magic pass that enabled to get him from the South South Loop to downtown in two seconds. <laughs> it's like Kid Flash. <laughs> Flusters and sitting at his office. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Isn't it funny here? Lightfoot said she accepted Flesner's resignation effective immediately. Like she was just in the office like, oh, well, what do we have here? <laughs> oh, well, resign? Oh, come on now. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I'll say this. I know you have more to go on this, D, but the underlying assumption of all this uh, machinations are that the voters of Chicago are really dumb. And they will uh, believe this. That's the underlying uh, notion. And, you know, it's really hard to argue that point. Okay. And I know I've been really hard on the voters in the 44th Ward who continually elect and then reelect Tom Tunney because they like his cinnamon rolls no matter what he does. And I know I've been hard on the 44th Ward voters. And before that day, I was hard on Northwest Side voters. Remember the Northwest Side voters? Oh, let me see. I'm a public employee. My entire future uh, as a geezer relies on getting a pension. I know what I'll do. I'll vote against a t- tax on the wealthiest people that would fortify my pension, thus exposing me to ruin as a geezer. (laughs) Oh my God, my beloved co-citizens of Chicago. Why do you vote the way you vote? 
Sorry, D, I'm not going to oh. make fun of MAGA at all this year. Oh, okay. I'm my- <laughs> Way to finally decide on that. What are we going to do? December 22nd? Uh, probably going to break that oath within, I don't know, 10 minutes. Well, but- <laughs> absolutely. When Monroe Anderson comes on tomorrow, that's oh long gone. But come on, D. You think there's anyone? Yes, I'm going to answer my question. Do you think there's anybody in Chicago who's fooled by these machinations coming out of City Hall? Where Mayor Lori Lightfoot is pretending that Mark Flesner somehow or other violated the standards that she set up, even though he was probably following the rules that she set up? Yes, I do believe there are voters in Chicago. You know, like, oh, I really like how Mayor Lightfoot's handling this whole thing about the... You know, they don't even know the lady's name, Anjanette Young. You know, it's just a naked lady. I think she's done a really good job. Yeah. I think she's done a really good job. So, yes. It is now bailout. Mayor Lori Lightfoot time in the city of Chicago. And what Go about ahead. this email from Flesner here? I mean, I, you can, I've never heard seething on an email before, but I, <laughs> I can hear it in this. I have resigned as corporation counsel. <laughs> I'll work on a transition plan over the next few days. Boom, done. That's it. Wow, a transition plan. Like, what? (laughs) What's the transition? Like, don't do what Lori tells you? (laughs) You know? I mean, what's he going to tell his uh, successor to help her navigate the the rough waters of City Hall? Uh, Just remember, folks, the mayor's always right and you're always wrong, even if you were doing what she told you, okay? That's what you need to know, all right? You know, Dennis had a great line this morning. I'm going to give Dennis credit. It was his line. He goes, no, he was so nice. He said, Ben, you could use the line. I go, no, I got to give you credit. So he's saying, you know, ordinary guy goes to work every day, and they go, what do you want me to do today, boss? Lift some boxes? No, I want you to lie. I want you to just go out and lie. That's kind of what it's like in the city of Chicago. No different, by the way, than Mayor Rahm. No different than Mayor Rahm. Oh, my God. When the Quam McDonald tape, everybody's like, habita, habita, habita. Let's change our <laughs> – let's change what we right? – Oh, habita, habita, habita. I just feel like there's a bunch of people behind the scenes starting their, their sentences with, all right, here's what you do. It's <laughs> a bunch of those people. Like, get out of here. Yeah, here's what you do. First of all, <laughs> apologize. Secondly, blame somebody else. Third of all, say you didn't do it and you'll never do it again. Fourth of all, fire some people. Fifth of all, yeah, I don't know. Change the subject somehow. <laughs> Can you talk? Anybody talk about the Bears? How about that Mitch Trubisky? Huh? Uh, Bisky on the live stream chat says, damn, Jarofsky, you now got me wanting to go check out these cinnamon rolls. Anyone know the password? <laughs> You know, that could be the re- I could actually be helping Tom Tunney. Well, my conversation about the cinnamon rolls and the cinnamon rolls speaking, I think the password is a knock. It goes like this. And then the person who answers the door goes, how, <laughs> how many cinnamon rolls does it fit? Does it take to fill a pan? Three. Open sesame. Hey! And you come in there and there's waitresses bringing coffee and people eating cinnamon rolls. Oh, and people playing the piano. Ding, 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 ding. All right. So that was step one of Mayor Lightfoot's cleanup plan. Frig off, Lesnar. <laughs> Get your ass under that bus. <laughs> Poor Flesner. On Monday, the city council's Black Caucus called for creating a new committee to inspect and review civil litigation tied to the Chicago Police Department. Here's the quote from Alderwoman Leslie Hairston. Ben of what ward? Come on. One, two, three, four, five. (laughs) Hairston said, quote, with the creation of the Committee on Litigation Review and Risk Management, we will make sure that we are reviewing the cases and the settlements with the actual attorneys that work those cases up and not a representative. We will work together collectively to do an in-depth review of the cases and the settlements that are presented before the city council. We recognize that there are racial undertones of departments while considering settlements and causes of action, and we will make sure that we thoroughly question everybody and their intent. All right, here's the problem. Here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen. I've said this before, I'll say it again. There's issues of liability. How much money is the city going to pay every time a police officer screws up? 
you know? And that's essentially what Flesner and Lori Lightfoot were trying to limit. They could put that spin out. That's how that was the position that the mayor was originally taking. Then she saw the video. <clears throat> no, let me strike that. It's not like then she saw the video and she said, Oh my God. Then she saw the headlines and the coverage. And then she said, Oh my God. So I mean, it was the same thing with the Laquan McDonald tape. They buried that one because Rom stupidly thought it would lead automatically to his defeat at the polls. Oh, God forbid you do the right thing. See, that's what I'm saying, folks. You think everybody thinks, Ben, don't shame the voters. Ben, you have such a low attitude and opinion about voters. My opinion of voters is generally higher, as low as it is. It's higher than Rom or Lori Lightfoot or any elected official's view. They think the voters are so stupid that if you fess up to something that went wrong, they will turn against you. I've said it from the get-go. Had Rahm Emanuel owned up to what went down with the Laquan McDonald shooting at the time it went down, he would have been heralded throughout the city for a guy who did the right thing. Instead, what did he do? He tried to cut a deal to shut up the family, give them $5 million to buy their silence, then bury the tape and pretend like the whole thing didn't happen. And the same freaking thing went down with Anjanette Young. Same thing. But the working assumption of the politicians is that the people in the city of Chicago are so stupid that if they're subjected to, if they see some obvious example of an outrage, they'll blame the mayor. So don't say I am shaming voters and I have a low estimation of voters. I think I have actually a higher estimation of voters in the city of Chicago than the people the voters elect who think the voters are so stupid they can get away with anything year after year and they will get reelected. And by the way, largely, folks, that's true. So going back to the proposal that you have a committee to investigate every single lawsuit, I got to think about that, D. I think it sounds pretty good. It's a lot of lawsuits filed against the city. <laughs> that's a lot of time. That committee's going to be people, people, you know, trip on the sidewalk outside of city hall, boom, file a lawsuit against the city. So there's a lot of lawsuits that, the, that are filed against the city. And a lot of them probably aren't very what substantive, but this one was, this one really was. And the city responded Mayor Lori Lightfoot leading the charge by bearing it, fighting it, doing everything the city could to keep us from seeing that videotape and keep Anjanette Young from receiving some kind of payout. So anyway, D, uh, good luck, uh, Alderwoman Hairston, with that proposal. I'm not quite sure uh, that's even realistic. There's so many lawsuits filed against the city. Well. Harrison, another alderman weighed in, and we are in this cleanup strategy. So the mayor hears you loud and clear. We're on to step two in the mayor's cleanup strategy, desk duty. On Monday, Lightfoot announced that the Chicago police officers who were involved in the botched 2019 raid on Anjanette Young's home have all been assigned to a police officer's worst nightmare. Or at least this is what I've learned in literally every movie about a rough and tumble cop who refuses to go by the rules and do things his way. Desk duty. <laughs> Seen it a million times. No one likes it. Lightfoot said Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown ordered the officers to be taken off the street as the Civilian Office of Police Accountability continues its inquiry. COPA Chief Administrator Sidney Roberts said during the Chicago Police Board meeting last week that she expected the investigation to conclude early next year. By the way, Dan, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. Uh, well, actually, I'm not speaking for anyone other than myself. That story doesn't sound bad, you know. You're right, I mean, yeah. But I mean, you, you watch know? a you watch a movie about a cop. Oh my god, that's the I worst know. thing. Ever. Damn it! I understand. I understand. You know, it's a macho world. Just duty. I want to be out busting heads, solving crimes, <laughs> harassing naked women. But I, I, I don't know. That duty sounds pretty good to me. Well, just file these papers here. You know. 
Anyway, yeah, wow. <laughs> I saw that deal. Oh, now they're in desk duty. We went from no further comment because it's the matter is a subject of litigation to Flesner's fire and the cops are on desk duty. And of course, the mayor knew nothing about it, D. Nothing. Wow. Didn't know anything about it. Now I'm outraged. So, yeah, they're probably, uh, what do you think, D? What, do you, what are the odds they fire those cops? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, it just depends on how this week plays out. If nobody talks about it, I guess they're good, right? But if more people just keep bringing it up, then. We'll get to, we'll get to the bottom of this. I mean, presumably, there will be investigation. The city doesn't like investigations. Really never been an investigation with Quan McDonald, A to Z. There was a, a yes, there was the trial of Jason Van Dyke, but that was really all about whether he was, uh, you know, criminally responsible you know, for the murder of Laquan McDonald. It really didn't go from take the deep dive and like who knew what and when. I've talked about this. Popcorn Gate. Remember Popcorn Gate? I love popcorn. Almost as much as donuts. Where the police officer was sitting in Congress and Bobby Rush's office uh, during the unrest. Was it end of May, early June? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby Rush said, how dare you? And remember Lori Leifert was outraged. Outraged, I tell you. How dare you? And I'm like, oh, can we have an investigation with the cops given the green light to sit in the office? You know, I mean, we're getting an uh, indication, folks, that you can't always believe the outrage of your public officials. I hate to break this to you. I know a lot of you out there just you really believe it. But, you know, uh Let's talk about the arrest that took place uh, outside of Trump Tower or the, that first weekend of, in May after George Floyd's murder. You know, have there been any uh, investigations into what the police strategy was? What about the police strategy in general during those, uh, those first few days of unrest? Like, whose idea was it to put the bridges up and put the cops downtown around Trump Tower? That's what Ray Lowe was in the argument with Lori Lightfoot, Alderman Ray Lopez, about. No investigation for that. So uh, the city is like, they do what they can to like protect the mayor, protect powerful aldermen. And then when they think the public's attention has been successfully diverted, back to business as usual. So I don't know if these cops, we've clearly somebody made a huge mistake. That's putting it mildly. What a botched process. Uh, the whole thing was horrific. Just, it didn't seem like there was any double checking to see whether they had the right address. And then it was immediately obvious if you were watching the tape that they had busted into the wrong house and Anjanette Young, who uh, had was standing there naked was not a criminal, and yet they played it out. They played it out. Even after they allowed her to put some a shirt on, they took her handcuffs off to put the shirt on, then they put the cuffs back on. So, yes, there was there was horrifically handled. But we're just gonna stop with these. What's what are the rules? Like, what are the rules that you follow on such matters? So I I, uh, I doubt D that we will see much investigation about this. It's you know they may throw these cops under the bus, but you think it's going to go up the top? You think it's going to go all the way to the mayor's office? Uh, if if it's like most things in Chicago, mm, no, we'll just well yeah we'll end it there with Flesner. That's good enough. <laughs> It's like, Sorry, Flesner. It's like when regular people find out the jig is up. You know what I mean? It makes you wonder how much has gone down that people don't know about. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So that's the latest here on Mayor Lightfoot and the case of Ian Jeanette Young. Uh, Mayor, anything you'd like to say before we move on? I won't just turn the car around. Okay. I'm going to shut it off. Really? I'm going to kick you out. What? And I'm going to make you walk home. Good Lord. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Word of warning uh, to whoever replaces Flesner. Remember this. The mayor's always right. And when the shit hits the fan, you're wrong. Got that? That's all you need to know. You don't even have to go to law school to know that. All right? 
That's all you need. One more time, everybody. The mayor's always right. And when the shit hits the fan, you're wrong. All right. There you go. And we brought this up on Friday. Uh, The email exchanges that the mayor had with Flesner and others regarding the release of the Anjanette Young video and the attempt to block said release. It's eventually it's eventually going to be available to the public. The question is, (laughs) when when will it be available? Now, because our host has lived in Chicago for an eternity, he's a little jaded about all this, but he's got a great point. The release of the Anjanette Young video. Ben, when do you say that's coming out? Or I'm well, sorry, the emails, no, the email exchange. Yes. All right. So let me set this up. Uh, this is, by the way, this is what reporters are talking about right now. So uh, there's a whole bunch of emails that exist in the universe between various city officials regarding uh the city's attitude, its policy toward Anjanette Young and its legal strategies. And none of them have been released yet, but the mayor has said, right, this is what she's saying today, that she's going to make sure that they're all released. And right now the city's preparing them. Okay, now it just so happens that this whole stuff, this whole incident is exploded to the surface as we head toward the Christmas holidays and the New Year's holidays. So what reporters are asking themselves, will the mayor dump those emails on them on Christmas Eve or will she dump them on New Year's Eve? Either way, it's two middle fingers high to the reporters of Chicago who will be with their families on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or Christmas Day or New Year's Day. No, they'll be sifting through emails. That'll teach you to ask me tough questions, Gregory Pratt. Hope you enjoy your Christmas. McDumkey will be uh, on the show later today. We'll be doing an interview to be dropped over the Christmas holidays. And I'll ask him the over-under. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Or will the mayor prove me wrong and go, you know what? There really is no reason uh, to rush it out on Christmas Eve. Just (laughs) other than to really screw reporters. So I'll hold off until January 5th when the holidays are over. The other thing. The other reason they do the dump on Christmas Eve or the Laquan McDonald emails, by the way, this is, Lori would have learned this from Rom. He dropped the Laquan McDonald emails on Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your time with your family. I actually think it was Thanksgiving Day. I can't remember. Mick Dumkey will remember. He always remembers things like that. It was a way to screw over reporters, obviously. So the other reason they do that. If you drop the emails on Christmas Eve, follow me on the legal strategy here, folks, or the PR strategy. That means the reporters, not only do you screw over the reporters and let them know how much contempt you have for them, but the story will get released on Christmas Day. And who will be paying attention? Me, Dennis, Jay Marie, you know, the listeners of the Ben Jarofsky show, Michael Girardi, political geeks. That's it. Your average Chicago voter won't be paying attention. So it's it's a twofer, D. Oh, yeah. Drop those emails on a holiday, two for one. You stick it to the reporters, let them know how much you can't stand them, and two, you know, you bury it a little more. And then you claim later, huh, it was very open and transparent. Yeah, by the way, and the other thing is, how many really good emails are getting burned right now? You know what I mean, metaphorically? I don't know if you can literally burn an email. Remember, uh, you know, the the... Patrick Buchanan advised Nixon to burn the tapes. So it's like the updated Mark Zuckerberg 21st century version of that. You know what I'm saying? Burn the emails. Yeah, my money is on uh, 1159 on uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve as we're all counting down the new year. Like, Here they come. Five. Gregory Pratt. Four. Three. Oh, my God. The mayor just released the emails. Two. One. And then. I mean, he's reported Gregory Pratt. Sorry, honey. I can't celebrate New Year's. I got to look at these emails. And they're all redacted, by the way. Like (laughs) big black markings. That's what's going on right now. Here's what's going on in City Hall right now. They got the emails out. Okay, here we go. And yeah. Oh, nice. Wait, was that you or is that an actual? Oh. Was that me doing? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm good, but I'm not that good. Here we go. (laughs) Yeah. Reporters don't think they like you. Okay. You know what I mean? 
They don't think they like you for one minute. They're going to dump those emails. I'm going to dump those emails on you on Christmas Eve, make you miss your family. You know, no, maybe, maybe. You know what, D, I could be wrong. Could be mid-January. You know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll be happy to go. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Thank you <laughs> for releasing the emails at a time when reporters could, you know, go through them without upsetting their holidays and also when people would be paying attention. Thank you. So I hope, I hope that happens. D, and then I will say thank you, Madam Mayor. Okay. Uh, live stream chat. Weigh in. What do you think? What's the uh, over under here? When do you think uh, Lightfoot's releasing uh, these emails? Uh, we'd love to hear from you and maybe we will read your comments on the program. All right. Moving on to the statewide news. Hey, here's something we haven't heard in a while. No public events scheduled for our Illinois governor, J.B. Pritzker. Don't believe me? Well, consider these facts. We believe you. Please calm down. <laughs> <laughs> on Friday, Pritzker announced that he will be putting his daily COVID-19 updates on hold for the moment. So we have no update here. But instead of just moving on to something else, Ben, what do you say we give the time allotted for our governor to some of the other Democrats in Illinois? Uh, after all, it is the season of sharing. You know what I mean? That sounds like a plan to me. All right, good. Ben. Need a last-minute holiday gift? How about giving to a Bright Start College savings account? You got that 600 bucks coming up, you know what I mean? Here's State Treasurer Michael Frerichs to tell you more about it. Through our gifted program, any individual can contribute to a friend or a family member's Bright Start 529 account. We encourage them to go to IllinoisTreasurer.gov to spread some holiday spirit. Okay, not as entertaining as a Governor Pritzker COVID-19 update. I think that may have been a – was that Michael Frerichs or an operator? I don't know. Through our gifted program, any individual can contribute to a- – Sounds like an operator. Um, so there, there's an idea, Ben, just helping you out. That's and, a good idea. All right, and here's actual news. A bill was just filed to allow Illinois lawmakers to conduct legislative business and vote remotely. Hey, Representative Ann Williams, tell us a little more about that. I think most people agree that the legislature meets better and we're more effective when we can be face-to-face and in-person in the Capitol. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's how we want to meet. But there are some situations, like the one we're facing now, that that is going to be impossible. And during those times, we have to find a way to continue on. Oh, boy. Not as entertaining as a J.B. Pritzker COVID-19 <laughs> update. J.B. Pritzker, we miss you already, buddy. The enemy is you. Oh, we're on second thought. now we'll end it out here uh with one more story and for those who have fallen in love with 2020's latest craze bizarre stories about covid19 if you can't get enough don't worry we have you covered because an (laughs) illinois woman who ordered flags for her grandmother's garden got a surprise when the package arrived someone's apparent covid19 test specimen Ben, you wanted to talk about this, did you not? Yeah, this was uh, one of the most bizarre stories. And hold on, let me find it in my beloved bright one. I actually read it uh, online and sent it to you. Uh, people should hear. Hold on, just turning the pages of my beloved bright one. A couple stories I want to talk about, D, as I see my. I uh, don't let me get through this without the red line story. All right, writing that down, red line story. And also, I want to f- follow up a little bit on that. The uh, Ann Williams uh, story. But anyway, Illinois woman finds a parent COVID test in Cole's package. Janet Hill, the chief operating officer at the Rock Island County Health Department, told the AP that she picked up the biohazard bag over the weekend and that it appeared to contain a used nasal swab and identifying information of a person from Virginia. So a woman ordered uh, some gifts, padded envelope containing the flag she'd ordered weeks ago from Cole's, and the nasal swab was in it. Gah! I mean, that's so. I've been telling everybody about that story. This is really weird. People are like, "Yeah, you're, why do you care?" <laughs> that's generally the people. Why do you care? I don't. Know, it's the weirdest story I ever heard. D. Like, what was? I would like to see an investigation into this. You know that, and why were all those police officers surrounding Trump Tower? Troy LaRavie came on the show. Remember and talked about how he's arrested. Hey, we could do a like a joint city council investigation. The Coles package. The most bizarre story of the weekend, uh, how that nasal swab uh, ended up in that packet, I will never know. Uh, D, I just want to say Ann Williams is my state rep. 
So here, here, Ann Williams, State Representative Ann Williams, uh, and uh, she and Rob Markwick, State Senator Rob Markwick, good friend of the show, have teamed up to uh, propose legislation. Uh, just so you know, folks, this is called, this is widely known as the Pat Whalen Bill, uh, so named for Pat Whalen, uh, our good friend and actor, uh, star of the FanDuel commercial, and uh, helps me out with uh, Twitter. Um, and we, the reason it's called the Pat Whalen bill is because when I was going on and on about, why don't you just have virtual meetings? Pat Whalen said, Ben, it's against the law. And I didn't believe him. And I did the deep dive and had Martwick on. And yes, bizarre. It's against the law to meet in any other way for the state uh, legislature than in person. They attempted to pass a bill this earlier this year that it would allow uh, the state reps and the state senators to meet virtually, just like the city council does. But uh, that bill died in the House. I think one vote killed it. Lord knows why it died. Probably because Michael Joseph Madigan didn't want it to pass or didn't care if it passed. And so he didn't really lift a finger to get it to pass. You know, and I can see why. It's kind of worse to his advantage. It's just if the legislature can't meet, then uh, they can't be held accountable for the bills that they don't pass. People get more, uh, what, more urgent in in their uh, desire to pass bills. He becomes a more powerful and influential person, Michael Madigan. So this is kind of how he uh, he runs the state house. So now he's going to let Ann Williams and introduce legislation. We'll know if it, they got to meet to pass the bill. <laughs> So, you know, will he allow them to meet to pass this bill? I don't know. It's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. The way politics happens in the state of Illinois is largely a joke. I admit it. been watching it for a long time. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You talk about the ultimate in mixed messages, D. They're saying, one hand, you got Pritzker. Stay at home. Don't go out. It's very dangerous. You don't want to infect anybody. The one time they get together, oh boy, big uh, Darren Bailey walks out, you know, because he doesn't believe. I mean, he walks into the meeting without a mask because he doesn't believe that there's a real legitimate pandemic. They make this big deal where they vote to kick him out of the meeting and he's ushered out because he doesn't wear a mask. But meanwhile, no, we're not going to have past legislation uh, that would enable us to have virtual meetings. You know, then all the papers write editorials. We need this legislation. And they implore Madigan to, you know, let the legislation pass. And so finally, when his speakership allows the legislation to pass, everybody thanks him for it. What a great leader. How it goes in the state of Illinois, ladies and gentlemen. And meanwhile, it's not a concerted effort by the people in the state of Illinois, the legislators in the state of Illinois from both parties to implore Congress the Senate, the House, and the White House to help Illinois. Can't even get a meeting together. Such a joke, ladies and gentlemen, on so many fronts. So, yeah, it's part of the game. Ann Williams and Rob Markwick, God bless them, will introduce the legislation. They're going to have to have a meeting to see if they can pass it. I don't know if it'll pass. Probably won't. (laughs) Because it's better to have a meeting in person. Then they're all going to say, oh, Ben, it, don't worry. It's we're all safe. We're like ten feet apart from each other. So anyway, D, yeah, that um, that's our state. That's our state in action. And uh, mixed message continue as we head out of twenty twenty. And those updates, of course, brought to you by Coles. That's correct. No, it's not. <laughs> Mm, the nose swab and cold man, isn't that funny if you open up a pack oh honey I got a package Whoosh, oh my god at least it was in a plastic bag that's good news right you know how did it get there I really do hope they have an investigation like what's the connection by the way the other big story is about how Putin's agents kind of a similar thing poisoned um I know there's probably nobody who cares about this story, <laughs> but Putin's agents uh, poisoned uh, a dissident uh, lawmaker. You know, they put the, um, somehow or other, they got the, uh, the poisonous toxins they put it in his underwear. Do you see this one day? No. Some kind of overlap with the Coles thing. Yeah, that was revealed over the weekend. A lot of interesting news revealed over the weekend. I spent a lot of time reading my phone. 
each new breaking news item. And that's our local news, guys. Uh, we'll try to weigh in with more here after our interview with Ace Attorney, Legal Legal, Jim Coogan. Uh, with the back half. Uh, remember, you can download previous Ben Jaromsky shows, Benny J bonus interviews, and so much more at the Chicago Reader website or wherever else you download your favorite podcasts. No show Christmas Eve. No show Christmas Day. Also, no show New Year's Eve. No show New Year's Day. But you will have interviews available to download, brand new interviews. So go check those out, Chicago Reader website, wherever else you download your favorite podcast. Follow us online at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can always send us an email, Show at gmail.com. And you can leave us a voicemail. That's right. We have a phone number, 708-658-4788. That number again, 708-658-4788. And we did get a call right before the show started. Ben, we have some Chicago Bulls trivia for you after uh, our interview with Jim Coogan. How about that, huh? Are you there? Hello? Ben? Bull season starts on uh, Wednesday. I turned the mic off because the train went by D and then I forgot to turn it back on. Maybe we can edit that out when we do the podcast. He never edits it out, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, can I just tell you that? A little joke he plays. All right, give me a countdown. Wrong. Give me a countdown and start over and I'll edit that out, okay? Oh, I kind of like I kind of like it having it. We okay. I'll do the countdown. By the way, he keeps the countdowns in too. One, two, three. By the way, bowl season starts on on Wednesday. Mm. And I'm uh, taking predictions from many of my friends uh, and uh, show participants how many games the Bulls will win this year. Uh, so, uh, so, Dennis, I'm going to put you, uh, you know, put your neck on the line here. How many games will my beloved Chicago Bulls win this year? Remember, it's a shorter season. There's only seventy two games. Go ahead. How many games will the Bulls win? I'm writing this down. 72 games. So you take that, carry the one. Uh, 22. Oh, my God. You're the lowest. You have the lowest. I mean, not you're not literally like the lowest of all human beings. You're a great guy. Yeah, you know, when it comes to this Bulls coverage, I'm just going to lean in on the uh, the grumpy guy uh, yes. coverage. He did already. Well, I don't want to when they took Patrick Williams. In fact, 20 wins. Great. How many? 20. 20. Okay. Got it. You're, you're even worse. Juwan Hall, who hates the Bulls. Okay. He had, he predicted more wins than you, D. Just saying. Well, his loss. My gain. Yes. The winner will get. Uh, I haven't figured out what the winner's going to get. We're working on that. All right. But Bulls trivia is going to be coming up. Jim uh, sent us some uh, questions for Ben. And this time around, all right, unlike last time, we got a plan. <laughs> he sent me the answers via email. So I'll have the answers. Oh, it's going to be a great time, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Jim Coogan. And until then, boy, I tell you, this Ricky Hinden song, man, I can't get it out of my head. It was in my head all weekend. Been listening to it. Uh, he's got a Christmas jam. Also, I looked uh, online. Uh, Rich Miller posted this, Ben. Uh, Ricky Hinton also has a, a Corona song. Did you know this? Did he, send that? Did he send that to us? I don't think so, but I found it on uh, Capital Facts. Maybe we'll play it this week sometime. All right. But here we go, everybody. Ricky Hinton, Be My Christmas. Don't go anywhere. It's the Ben Jarofsky Show live from my apartment in Ben's attic. <laughs> Let me be your fantasy Baby, like the tree I will be all that you need Don't believe me? Unwrap you underneath the mistletoe We can sip some wine Kiss you from head to toe Don't believe me? Baby, don't you ever, ever let me go I want you to know Don't believe me? Wishing you be my boogie the enemy is you. Step this way. Come on, baby, ride with me in my sleigh. 
Tonight we're gonna party, girl. It's time to get late, my baby. Get you gonna do it on Christmas Day and go all the way. Your shorty baby too, baby. Your stuff, my stuff, right here. Oh, me? Your stuff, my stuff, right here. Oh, me? We want some gifts. Gotta have some gifts. I won't just turn the car around. We want some gifts. Gotta have some gifts. Don't believe me? Don't believe me? Shut it off. I'm going to kick you out and I'm going to make you walk home.